0: Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 200, Fast 200, Forever. F9 Director's Cut, Fifth Gear. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, and this episode's brought to you by
1: Jacob Long, Esquire, Criminal and Traffic Law Attorney. Having defended thousands of cases, the law office of Jacob Long brings extensive experience, professionalism, and vigor to each and every case. Shout out to Jacob Long!
0: Well, shout out to Jacob Long, and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever, episode two hundred. Unlike episode one hundred, we didn't have a uh, special thing planned, but we do have super fan Heather Antos joining us to talk about her <laughs> favorite like film moniker. franchise.
1: <laughs> I like that moniker. A lot. She
0: <laughs> loves these movies more than life itself. <laughs> she is thrilled to talk about these movies. She liked it when we saw her, when well, we saw it with her. So yeah. you know, we'll we'll find out. We. We will find out how this goes but joe before we talk to heather ex- actually before we even talk about this we are going to do the because now available on digital is yes. the f9 director's cut with seven minutes of more stuff yep we're not going to bore heather with all that because i'm sure she's going to maybe notice some stuff but also she hasn't seen this movie five times in the last two months yeah so we're going to talk about that in the top half i think right before the the minute we'll do like cool. on the streets and do that but before we get there whoo extracurricular activities. What have you been up to?
1: Um, A ton, actually. First thing uh, that I want to talk to you about that I know that you did too is Saw Shang-Chi.
0: Shang-Chi, yep. Mm-hmm.
1: And it was fucking awesome. That was great. Way better than I even imagined it would be. Um, I was not prepared for how good it was. Rachel and I loved it. I'm usually like... So, you know, I've, I've grumbled on here before mildly about how is kind of in everything, and sometimes her personality is just a little big for sure. the, the place that she's in. She did great. Yep. I really liked it. Uh, no problems at all, and the movie was great. So if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. It's a lot of fun, and I really liked it.
0: I think the first hour is one of the best hours of any MCU movie, and then the end gets into the CGI kind of, you know, computer yeah generated. yeah, yeah nonsense that they all kind of get into which I don't mind but like when the first hour is kind of as grounded and as good as it is I'm just like kind of give me more of that you know what I mean but uh it needed
1: to get there but yeah Yeah. just like for like the story and the progression of the stories I'm sure but yeah I'm glad that you liked it too because I know that you were you haven't been as riding high as well because
0: mostly because this is like sort of standalone in a way that feels like good that is standalone like I've been complaining that things that there isn't really a a mission or purpose but this is just like we have a story to tell here we're going to tell the story as opposed to like we have Black Widow because we're going to do Black Widow and we should have done Black Widow four or five years ago but now we're doing it now so enjoy it or whatever right
1: (laughs) I agree cool glad you like that what else have I been up to we had like a pretty chill weekend it was uh Labor Day weekend um Mm -hmm. Rachel made a homemade lasagna homemade noodles homemade sauce from tomatoes in the garden okay Incredible. It was so fucking good. Awesome. Um, yeah. Did you do
0: a meat lasagna or a cheese lasagna?
1: Meat and cheese. Okay. Meat. Yeah. Um. Very, very good. So we've been eating that. Another movie that we watched that is very appropriate for today is we watched Vacation Friends on Hulu.
0: I did not see that. I've been meaning to. Uh, that is with John Cena. Is that it, right?
1: It's with John Cena and Little Rao. It's a blast in the sense that like it's just a dumb comedy I, I described it as kind of having like a Adam Sandler-y kind of feel.
0: Sure, okay. You know
1: what I mean? In the sense mm-hmm. that like nothing really matters, but it's just like a dumb comedy. It's a little bit more like explicit than the Sandler ones get, but um, overall it was a lot of fun. A oh, great- right.
0: The, the the lead woman, the uh, Meredith Hagner, who plays in the movie Kyla, I love. She was in a short film called, Qual- no, not Quality Balls. That's a different thing. Uh, Club Policy, which I saw at Fantastic Fest. Um, and it was super funny and super weird. And she was great. And then she was in search party. But yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Meredith Hagner.
1: Yeah. The movie is exactly what you kind of would expect, but at the same time, kind of interesting and surprising. There's a lot of like fake outs that they're like leading you one very obvious direction. And then it's like, nope, just, like, obviously it's not that. And you're like, okay, good. If you want like an hour and a half of just, or maybe an hour and 40 of just like a dumb comedy. It's, it's great. It, we really, really enjoyed
0: it. The third most popular review on Letterboxd is: "It's funny how this movie is supposed to be about two couples, yet there are only three people because you can't see one of them." So. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but just it ends with yet there are only three people. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> but um, it, it's good and it has like that The Rock vibe where like you know exactly what character John Cena is playing because he kind sure. of has yep. to play mm-hmm. like this character. Mm-hmm. Check cool. that out if you didn't. I think it's a good uh, like weekend night movie we watched like half of it in the hot tub and then half of it inside and it was like perfect yeah then we had just like a chill weekend I was like over people because like I've spent last weekend with Rachel's parents and their family and then my sister and her boyfriend were visiting and I just like needed a weekend to just like not see anyone so uh that's what I did and then like Monday, Rachel and I did, like, a full brain reset, and we watched seven hours of seven worlds, one planet, seven worlds, one continent, or something like, something like that, whatever, David Attenborough animal documentaries, and I felt great on Tuesday, so now I'm back to Earth and having fun. So, cool. that was about it. How about you?
0: Well, uh, we weathered the hurricane. Did you guys get hit with the hurricane, or not really?
1: Not really at all. I mean, like, there was some rain, but... Nothing like flooding. New Jersey got
0: rocked like real bad to the point where I got no water damage, which I am so, so, so thankful for. you. I'm glad
1: you But a block
0: or two from me in two different directions and three blocks in a different direction were all under like severe, like multiple feet of water. Uh, A house in my town exploded.
1: That's insane. Yeah, I saw that. The
0: Yankees minor league, the Double A team, the Somerset Patriots, which is nearby, their entire stadium flooded up to like probably the second level.
1: That was, that was insane. That picture, crazy. it's like the whole first deck yeah. of the field is just covered in crazy, like insane. Yeah.
0: And so, you know, there's a lot of people just like driving around and like running around and walking around or whatever in town. It's just, it's so sad to see like, you know, basically entire basements where the stuff just out on the curb, like because it's damaged, they have to like throw it out. You know, it's just, yeah. it's awful. But again, I didn't have any damage here. I was so, so thankful. I mean, I was saying to you that like there is no reason to think, like, there are towns nearby where I live where you need flood insurance because they're near uh, a river or whatever. And Mm -hmm. my my realtor is like, even if you don't care, like if you're okay paying the flood insurance or whatever, I would recommend you not buy a house here because other people care and they're not going to want to buy this house. Like you're going to scare off potential buyers just because you're in a flood zone. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So we didn't even like look in those places. But where I am, there's like this little lazy little creek river, not even a river, rivers way too strong of a word, like a creek that just runs through my town. And like that, was what did all of this. And I'm sort of near it, but I wouldn't even think that, like, where the places that got all this flooding? It was so deep water that a fire truck that was trying to rescue people or whatever, just, you know, help got stranded. Like, it was halfway up the fire truck, right? So, like, it was crazy. So that was Wednesday. Thankfully, yeah, a couple days later, the water at least had, you know, receded. There's still, like, work to be done and everything like that. And you go around, there's still stuff everywhere. Like, but there's that. Then on Saturday I went to a patron and friend of the show, Christian Larson. He had a Labor Day barbecue up How in New was York. It? it was good. So here's a here's a fun story, which I don't think he'll mind telling because it was not his fault. Okay. Um but I get there and my friend Scully, who has grilled at our my barbecues, my you know, yep. multiple night barbecues, he was grilling there. He's got the charcoal grill going and it smells great. And I go inside. And he was like ready for the meat. And I, he's like, I just need somebody to prep the burger. So like, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. I don't mind doing that. So, you know, I'm taking the meat and I'm, you know, salting and peppering and like shaping it and whatever. And then all of a sudden the fire alarm goes off and Larson okay. lives in a town in like upstate New York and he lives above a restaurant. And so it's a okay. great, it's a great little town. You know, he's, you know, we joke that he like is mayor of the town. Like I think he yeah. thought yes. about running for office, but like, you know, he actually, you know, he's just, he's taking it and making it his own and he's doing a great job up there the fire alarm goes off. And I'm like, oh, this is so loud. Cause like, it's a kind of like an industrial fire alarm and they can't shut it off. And what had happened was the grill, they use like starters or whatever to like get the charcoal going. And those started smoking and it just triggered the fire alarm. So everybody clears out. I'm in the kitchen where it's not as loud. So I don't know how loud this alarm is, but I'm just like doing my thing. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I go out to the main room, like the main area where everybody was. I'm like, oh, it's so loud out here. <laughs> uh, but the alarm goes off for like 10 minutes. The fire department has to come to shut. It turn it off. off the restaurant downstairs had to clear out for safety reasons uh. this is like 10 minutes after i get there so i'm like oh okay good timing i guess because like it's the kind of thing where it's just like oh yeah you know the fire alarm, you know went off i'd be like oh weird okay but like i was there i was just like oh huh and like his landlord called and he's just like you, you want to explain what's going on and he like oh. explains like, oh he's like don't worry that's not your fault no harm no foul whatever yeah yeah but it was just I didn't even, like, there wasn't smoke, like, you know, sometimes when you're like, oh, God, or even, like, if you're cook- you're frying something in the kitchen yep. and it starts to get smoky, you're like, oh, this could be bad. Like, I didn't see any of that. <laughs> it was just, like, it went to the wrong place at the wrong time or whatever, but, uh, you know, it's not fun until the fire department shows up and, Exactly. You know, yeah. The party but, was uh, too hot to handle. Too hot to handle, truly, but it was nice seeing Larson and Mike Manzi was there, resident historian Mike Manzi. Cool you know their significant others and scully was there and some other friends there are people that i'd met for the first time so yeah it was a nice trip and the the drive to get to his place is beautiful like there's just you know imagine. overlooking this scenic water and everything which is great bob came over on sunday we did some lottery pod stuff which was good nice. and then on monday i sort of did not like a brain reset like you but i didn't talk to anybody i just watched a whole bunch of tv and i started so there is Every year on Letterboxd, there is this challenge called Hooptober. Because there's a guy, Toby Hooper, I think probably best known for making Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But seven years ago, this guy started this challenge. Now this is the eighth year of it. And he puts together a list of requirements. And his goal every year was to watch 31 horror movies in October. And they all satisfy these different requirements. He's like, but with work... I know that's not necessarily feasible, so it's going to be 31 in 45 days or whatever starting on September 15th. So basically a month and a half to watch 31 movies. On
1: well, Maria's birthday. Okay.
0: Shout out, Maria. Yeah, shout out, Maria. But I had already uh, wanted to start watching some of these, and I was going to watch some of doing, them this past weekend uh, what were you or whatever. Doing?
1: You were doing, f- like, ah, uh, fuck, what were they? Nightmare...
0: Friday the 13th. Friday, yeah, Friday yeah, yeah. the 13th. Not, mm-hmm. night- not Nightmare And I had sure. put together a list of other things that I wanted to see and whatever, and so... I was like, I'm just going to go above and beyond. I don't think I'm going to finish this, but I have a list of 56, which is too many. But I started. I've watched one so far. I'm going to watch another one tonight. But here are the rules. For Please tell me because I'm in, I'm
1: curious because we we love scary movies in October. I'm definitely down. Does is it like a list or does it just have to fit these requirements? Like you no, make you can pick whatever list?
0: movies you want. They have to be okay. new. They have to be movies that are new to you. But like if there is one thing that satisfies like five or six of these things, that's fine. So okay, cool. You have to watch movies from six countries. Okay, which I have like seven or eight on here. Eight decades, which I think I have like nine, maybe two folk horror movies, which is, is something What something that mean not, it's it's hard to describe, and that's one of the things that like I had to look up and I had to find a list on Letterboxd. But it's like kind of like woodsy, like Midsummer, Blair Witch, The Witch, like stuff like that, like kind of either New Englandy sort of thing or like witches stuff or just kind of the occult okay. that kind of thing. Okay. So two of those. Uh, Four films from 1981, because it's 40 years ago, two films from your birth year, two haunted house films, Uh, the worst part two that you haven't seen and can access, so I found Birdemic 2, I can watch Birdemic 2, which is uh, apparently atrocious, because the first one was real bad, so (laughs) that's on here, (laughs) Uh, one film set in the woods. Uh, one Kaiju or Kong film, so okay. you know, like a giant creature. Yay. Two Hammer films, so the, the studio Hammer. Three films, the person of color as director or lead. Okay. And then three Asian horror films in addition to the one above. And then one Toby Hooper film, because there must always be a Toby Hooper film. So I have 56 on here that. I'm very excited. And so, like, what's cool is, like, you know, you can add tags and whatever. Like, the Letterbox community is a bunch of just film nerds and whatever. And so people are going around there liking things and whatever. But I got two comments on this list already. Oh! One of which said, um, because the first movie I picked was this movie, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, which I think is the movie or the short or whatever that inspired Mr. Toad's wild ride in Disney World. Okay. But it's just like a cartoon, like it's a Disney cartoon, but the genre is horror. So I don't know how it's horror, but this guy was like... Uh, your banner image caught me off guard, and I love that. Great Disney short to add to your list. Love it. Lot of lots of fun stuff on here. Enjoy. And then someone else said one of the most fun and iconic shout out Brian Rodriguez lists I've seen after perusing hundreds in the past week. Have a wonderful time this season. I'll look out for you. I'll look for you out there to keep tabs on your reviews. Very cool. It doesn't seem like something that he would say on everything. Like so consider the thing to keep in mind is that considering how much i've seen across the board and everything yes there's so much that i have not seen so Mm -hmm. it's gonna cross off check off a lot of boxes so i'm very excited for this that sounds awesome but yeah hooptober ocho is uh what they're calling this year so toby hooper tobe hooper october whatever so yeah cool and there was something else oh the only other thing um it's not something really I did, but I I think I've talked on here about you know lawn care, which is you know every yes, homeowner's favorite and least favorite thing in the I world. Hate
1: lawns so much, but go ahead.
0: And so I have a company that like sprays for weeds. Like they come out like six times a year or whatever, and they like, they do like lawn treatments or whatever. And they paid to do this thing called core aeration. I think we've talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it yeah, on the air. Yeah, like,
1: you said, like, wait on it. Or yes. they told you to, like, n- yes. they do it next spring or something. Yes. Yeah.
0: So it's an annual thing that actually they just did this week. But basically what core aeration is, like, they just go and they just dig up your lawn. Like, they have this thing that has, like, it pulls out, like, a lot of these, like, plugs of, what they call plugs of dirt. And then, like, you're basically supposed to immediately seed and then water your stuff. So that was two days ago, or yesterday, I guess. Yeah. So today is day two of watering. But I hope that this takes, because, like... The the, the the good thing, I guess, is that my lawn is healthier than it was before I started paying this company, but, like, looks it patchy. looks worse. Cause, yeah. Because, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. all the stuff that, like, made it look like lawn was weeds that they got rid of. So, okay. hopefully, this will fill it in with, like, actual, good, real grass. That's cool. So, two or three times a day, I'm going outside, and I'm, like, water... I'm just, you know, I have sprinklers on or whatever, so I'll turn those on for 15, 20 minutes a time, like, two or three times a day, and just do that thing. But, like, man, like, my lawn looks bad right
1: it just looks <laughs> you have a like patchy beard of lawn
0: it's a patchy beard and it's also like there's like little pock marks everywhere because like it's all just the core aeration so it's just it's crazy but like like i knew that's what it was gonna be like yep. and yet and yet it still looks insane right so yeah i don't know you'll but be good in a
1: couple days though that'll be cool uh but
0: that's everything i've got extracurricular activity wise we have a patreon page too fast too shout out to cassie wilson jake freer ben milliman nick burris alex ellen and justin Kleiman, and brian rodriguez of High school slumber party. Haley Gerbys, West Hampton. Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato DiDonato, Donato, Michael McGann, and Jessica Collins, aka Mon- Montez. Thank you all so much for supporting us the five dollar a month level or above. Bonus episode out since last episode. You and me spoke to fan favorite Garrett Smith about Speed Racer, which was a great and movie. Racer and a great trash. Talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very fun it was. episode.
1: Garrett's great man. I I feel like he's just such an awesome dude.
0: Yeah. And he also brought the expert, the wisdom about the whole racer trash movement and stuff like that, which is on Twitch. So yep. very cool episode. I think one of our probably – I like the Patreon episodes just because, like, it, it's it's more the old school thing we used to do instead of all this nonsense up front. Yeah. yeah which yeah, I know yeah. some people prefer. Like, I know Justin likes it better than movie conversations. But, like, I kind of like just doing the movie thing, and I think they're fun. And yeah, plus, we you know, having like, a guest or whatever. Yeah.
1: And we don't have, like, a – real direction i mean not that we ever mm-hmm. do but like on the Patreon ones they're always just like they just wander right yeah like, yeah which is fun
0: so too fast too for that for swag and merchandise lap 10 coming up in a handful of weeks i think like eight or nine weeks starting maybe so if you want to get a pick in there what's too that fast, too for that the first episode
1: around thanksgiving it sounds like yeah
0: november 23rd i think it's probably the tuesday before thanksgiving kicks off lap 10
1: yeah cool that's cool
0: the patrons know the theme for lap 10. You can, too, at TooFast2Forever.com. We also have an email address, family at cageclub.me. And I don't think we have any emails today, which is sort of surprising. It's been, the mailbag's been a little quieter. I think our our mailman has been taking the summer off, maybe. But uh, he's, I in, do have, he's in
1: the island with Brian. He's on the he's
0: on San Emilio Island with Kyle and Brian. Yeah. <laughs> but we do have one thing. So Reaction Rocket, who we've talked about in here a couple times before. Yes, yes. Quote tweeted our episode our, our tweet, Jesus Christ, I can't talk. Quote tweeted our tweet about Tokyo Drift and said, In my head, canon, Mr. Nobody is old Navy buddies with Sean's dad. This would explain his dad's sudden change of heart. Nobody assured him Sean would be safe, but that he needed Sean to race TK in order to distract from the op that Nobody and Han were running. Sean was never in danger. And that's so simple and so cool. It is. And so smart. And I was just like, oh. We didn't think of anything anywhere near as cool as this.
1: Yeah, we don't know for sure that Mr. Nobody was in the Navy, but being high up in government or super governmental operations, like it doesn't not make sense either. Right. So
0: yeah,
1: and they're about the same age. Right. Like they could know each other. Yeah, it it makes a lot of sense. Um, we did kind of clear up after watching this one today that, like, I think that what we were talking about last time we talked about this movie that, like, there had to be a point where Han had Elle and was also hanging out with Sean. I think so. Because we see that, like, Han does the job and then to to, like, like, Shaw is coming for him and Mr. Nobody's like, okay, we can use this as an excuse to tuck Han under the rug, sweep him under the rug, and pretend he's dead, at which point he already had L. Because we had, like, kind of like a mini, like, we were, like, trying to figure out what order this came in. Well, we yeah. Were... So so
0: here here's where there's a wrinkle, possibly, is that if L is a secret to everyone but Han, yes. it's okay. But if other people, like, if Sean knows about L, then when Han gets killed, at some point, Sean should be like, well, where's Elle? Who's taking care of L? No, Elle? nobody
1: knows about Elle for sure.
0: It's so like, she's like a real secret under the under the rug, whatever.
1: Yes, but Han definitely is like supposedly taking care of her. But like maybe Mr. Nobody's taking care of her too. Okay. You know what I mean? Like kind of like a sure. tag team. She's like in, you know, the care of the agency type situation. So now if we can't
0: get, if, if Gal Gadot is too big of a star to have our Han Giselle spinoff, I want a Han, Mr. Nobody, my two dads with them and yeah. Elle. <laughs>
1: That would be fun. Like, them just doing, like, wacky high, Like, kind of like, I'm imagining it like this, but I don't know if you'll imagine it like this, but, like, parts of um WandaVision, where it's like, you wacky kids, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for Those sure. kind of things, but yeah.
0: Yeah, like, classic 80s sitcom. Yes! With them all, like, age now, and she's supposed to be playing, like, a 12-year-old, but she's, like, 20 or whatever, and they're, you know... Know age doesn't really matter, just you know, I don't know, age is nothing it, but
1: give, a number, bro.
0: Give me that thing, it'd be fun, yeah, exactly. Also, one other thing, this is not really, it doesn't belong anywhere else, but uh, Facebook, um, well, thank you, Reaction Rocket, for number one, for for tweeting that because that was yeah, that's really cool. a great thought but the Facebook thing uh, apparently we can have like our Facebook the Facebook fan page is going to have our podcast on there so like if you'd rather listen on Facebook probably not Then wherever you are you can do that now but that we set that up so we'll see how that display. I have no idea how it's going to display but it's
1: uh, did you see the post there was a couple
0: no I didn't I mean like, let me take a look
1: there's been like a couple of the recent ones and like it's not formatted perfectly I don't know how much it's going to drive you crazy but it's pretty good
0: Joe on the streets news about the Fast and Furious anything you have seen about the franchise
1: extended edition is out now i saw commercials Mm -hmm. for it today Mm -hmm. that's what
0: Mm -hmm. i saw anything else because i don't think i have
1: no that was it like as i turned off the extended edition rachel put on uh, like svu on usa and like the first commercial we got was i was like like my brain almost like freaked out because I, like, heard this Fast and the Furious music. I was like, didn't we just turn this off? And I look up, and it's like, new, extended edition, director's cut out now. And I was like, oh, okay.
0: Oh, here we go. Now, okay, I see the, I see the podcast on mobile. There's a new season of Spy Racers on Netflix. Yes. I saw them all. There's a tab that says podcasts on mobile.
1: Oh, okay. I see that.
0: Yeah, I mean, whatever. It'll be there. We'll see how it goes in real time.
1: Well, oh, it gives them, like, the real dates that they came out and stuff, too. Very cool. Okay, yeah, there's a podcast tab on mobile. There you go.
0: Let's talk about the F9 Director's Cut. Seven more minutes. Yes. So the the tricky thing that you and I were talking about, which I think is understandable, because I think we've, I've, I've had this experience before, is that like stuff that I don't think is actually new, my brain thinks is new, because I haven't... I'm just like, is this new, or am I just not remembering it?
1: Because I'm watching with a, with a more watchful eye for new yep. things. So yes, there was things that I thought perhaps were new, or just like... One or two sentences, one or two words in places right. that felt like they were new. I can't confirm or deny if they are. Some, one of them, we both thought so.
0: Yes, the first official new scene. Do you have? Did you write things down? Like, do you have yes. notes on all of them? Okay, so if, I mean, I as much skip, as I,
1: as much as right. I saw that was new, and I knew was new, or thought was new.
0: So if I skip one, call it out, we'll go back to it. But the first one that I have is the, the, the conversation that we talked about last time where Dom calls Mia.
1: Well, I think that there's one before that. Oh, what is it? And I'm not sure that in the very first opening scene, that's the flashback. Mm-hmm. In this version, I don't know if it was in the original version. They talk about an oil slick on the turn. Dom's dad pushes Kenny Linder into that oil slick. And that's why Kenny Linder retaliates and comes after Dom's dad. And I don't think that that was explained in the first preview. I don't remember. Okay,
0: because I also had a note there that I didn't know if we got the original. And again, both of these things, there might be like, yeah, we're the yeah, original. Yeah, you guys are but fucking
1: idiots. Yeah, exactly.
0: There was a line in here about like the dad, like Dom's dad, being ahead in the season standings and how he doesn't need to push it, but like he still wants to get back out there. Like I don't remember that either.
1: That kind of. S- felt more familiar than the oil slick part because because like we definitely see Kenny Linder come after Dom's dad, but this kind of gives him a reason for it. Sure. Which would change how you feel about that scene, right? So like that's why I noticed okay. it. So I was like, this feels different because he's like, oh, Dom's dad pushes him through the oil slick. Right. Kenny Linder hits a wall and then is like, well fuck that dude and goes after him, which right. is much different than just like him coming after Dom's dad just because he's angry and just kills him, right?
0: And that also kind of complicates the whole, like, did Jacob sabotage things? Like, who yes, actually is exactly. at fault and whatever. So, yeah. It makes okay. it
1: way more convoluted. So I was yeah. like, I don't think that was in the original. It, it's something that I didn't remember either way, but it makes stuff more convoluted. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. But that, that sure. was the first thing that I thought is different.
0: So then it's the scene. Then the next new one yes. that I think is officially firmly yes. new is when Mia yes. comes over but we see a little bit before that, which is when Dom is looking at the tablet of the footage that Mr. Nobody sent. And he, see, like, enhances the background. He sees the cross or whatever. He calls Mia, which we didn't see. He says, Mia, it's Dom, I need a favor. Yes. So then she shows up. It ends with the same way that the clip that we watched ends. Dom, what happened? Something I hope I'm wrong about. Do we know what he's talking about? What what he's wrong about?
1: He sees the chain, the cross, yeah. And he's like, oh, Jacob's back. He just doesn't want to tell Mia that he thinks Jacob's back.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So he says yeah.
1: something I think happened that I want to be wrong about, like that Jacob was involved in this thing.
0: Right. Okay. That's
1: how I took it, at least.
0: But that, you know, we, we don't need to go too far in detail on that because we talked about that one yeah. last time. Then I had another one where I'm not sure if the scene with Kenny Linder is longer because he says, at least I'm a live asshole. And I don't remember that line. I don't
1: remember. Like I didn't have any until after, until they're about to walk into Mr. Nobody's layer. Okay. So
0: he says, you know, it's, it's the scene where I think that he beats him maybe, but he says like, at least I'm alive asshole, which feels like a very strong, like, like a line that I would have remembered. But again, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe.
1: Yeah. That I can't tell you either way on that one.
0: Then the next one that I have is Tej and Ramsey and the outdated tech. Do you have something before that? Or is that the next one you do
1: as they're walking in through the tunnels Tyrese says, if a Ninja Turtle pops out of here, like, I'm gonna freak
0: out. No, that out. was in the movie, because we, t- we were like, okay. oh, Wes.
1: Okay, cool. Okay, so yeah. then that was in the movie. So yes, then the next one is the outdated tech quiz. Yes. Yeah, and
0: Tej quizzing Ramsey on all the outdated tech, and she's like, this is this, this is this, this is a floppy disk, this is Rotary that. Goes, what's, yeah, what's your mama's phone number? And he, she can't answer, which I don't know what the point of that is. It's, like, this it's is one she's where I'm so like,
1: young. It's He's saying that, like, I'm older than you in this game. And the ultimate thing is that kids don't know their mom's phone number because they've never had to type, like, to dial it.
0: But I I just, I guess I just don't understand, like, the full purpose of this scene because it's kind of flirty, but not really. And then Roman comes in and clears his throat, like, uh, hope I'm not interrupting anything or whatever. But, like, it's not flirty like it feels like it could be or should be but I don't know if it's a lack of chemistry or just like the the scene is weird but like I understand why this was cut and then that's when they go into like the Romans are we invincible scene
1: yes yeah and yeah you're right I, d- I don't know wh- where what they were trying to accomplish with this I can see why it was cut it just doesn't right. make any sense either way like it's just okay he's like I'm older in the game of hacking than you and you might be better now but like I know what all the old things are and then I right. just old that's yep. it so
0: so then, when Mia shows up mid movie in this scene, she shows up to the to the bunker. Whatever, but it's a spoiled.
1: Like a, well, yeah, because well, well, we know from the previous that was the one thing I got from these is like a lot of like reveals. Wait, what, do
0: you, what is spoiled? What do you think is spoiled?
1: That in the movie when Mia shows up, it's like oh shit, there's Mia. But with the call with Dom earlier, you're like, okay, Mia shows up, but she was in the movie to begin with. So. Well,
0: she's in the movie, yes, but we what's different her about here. this version is that Dom confronts her because he's like. Basically, I asked you to do a thing. I wanted you to babysit the kids. I don't. You're not. He says to her. <laughs>
1: yeah, you fucked this up.
0: You get involved here. You put everything at risk. Your kids and the whole world that you built. And it's, it's much more confrontational. Yes. Because we saw Mia already. So her presence is spoiled. But like, she's not. She's not expected to be here. But then also you true. know, Letty. Letty tells her Jacob's involved, and that's when Mia comes out. We don't see Letty tell her that, but that's why she's here.
1: Yes. I don't know which version of the story I like better here. These are two that, like, I'm fine with them not being in the movie, which, like, I like a lot of the other ones. So, like, this is one that I'm, like... Not really necessary, and it kind of makes the story weirder because, like, we're like talking about it, like, well, kind of spoils that Mia's is there, but she wasn't supposed to be there because she's supposed to be watching Dom's kid. But then she's just like there with Brian. It works if they're just with Brian, anyways. It doesn't matter, right? So
0: because then it transitions into them saying, you know, Brian has them the most important thing in the world or whatever, which we knew about. But it's yes, yeah. yeah, it's, it's just I do want to frame this as like if you haven't watched these scenes yet and you're just listening to us talk about them, they get better. Like there's a lot of really good stuff here. Just there's that, a lot like, of really good stuff. Yeah, I was a little worried for these first couple because I'm just like I don't know if like. Like this sort of feels like I understand why these are cut, right? But yeah, then there's a fun scene in that okay. same sequence where Roman finds, like, a secret room that yep. just got filled with stacks of cash. And Tej and Ramsey come in, and he goes, you get a stack, you get a stack, and Roman gets Roman, which is a great line, which yes. I said was cut out.
1: And and so, like, it's, like, all this, like, Yugoslavian money. Tej is like, we can't spend this Yugoslavia's
0: bin. Yeah, Yugoslavia hasn't been a country since 1992 or whatever. He's like, you're an expert in history now? And he goes, I know cash.
1: <laughs> yeah great line too and then they find u.s dollars and he's like yeah but what about u.s dollars and he's like yeah. oh shit and then that's it yep. that's the end of that
0: <laughs> yep again just a fun scene better than the other ones i there's no reason for it to be in there yeah it's just a nice kind of call back to like you know pockets empty cuz but like they don't reference that right exactly. it's just roman gets roman which is you know good yeah. line then another roman thing in the scene where they talk about you know, the, he's like, is my George tech. Foreman grill or my yes, foot massager this, coming to kill him or whatever? Yeah,
1: yeah, because they talk about like, oh, what what can Aries, Project Ares do? And there's like more things that Ramsey's explaining. She's like, it can like take over your refrigerator and take over something else. And he's like, my refrigerator can kill me. What about my George Foreman? And, like, something else. He's like, this is crazy. My foot massager, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is crazy. And then, And then
0: Ramsey immediately claps back, and she says, do you know how it feels to create something that could end the world? Yeah. Oh, I do. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, that's baggage that she is carrying that, like, we understand, but has never been brought up. And the fact that it's brought up here and then cut out is kind of a bummer, because, like, that's... Like it's stuff that we don't really necessarily attribute, but like she created God's Eye, right? Which and it know, could
1: end the world, yeah. Yeah, and that's what she. Mm-hmm. They were fighting for for what one or two movies. Oh, so, right. Yeah.
0: So the one thing I like about all this padding of and padding is maybe the, it's it's a negative connotation, but like by adding all this stuff up to the top, right? Yeah. What I like about what they're doing is that it pushes Han's arrival later. Ooh. So it comes a little bit more of a surprise in that way. Which I didn't I'm just trying to about think. That. Okay, but I'm, I'm sure they're also at some point just trying to get to the thing. Even though they're not adding a ton, it is kind of sort of, if not front loaded, like mid loaded. Because like most of this is in the middle hour of this movie.
1: You summed it up perfectly. It's like from the time they get to the bunker of Mr. Nobody mm-hmm. to. About when Cardi is there on the plane, when, yeah,
0: at, at the big mansion, yeah.
1: It's all pretty much in between there.
0: And there's like a little, like we talked about before, and a little bit after, but like that's it's a, a mid, the middle hour of the movie before, like after the opening action and before the closing action, it's all there.
1: The next one that I have is when they do the flashback to young Dom.
0: Yeah, this is my favorite one, I think.
1: I agree. This one should have been left in for sure. It susses out a lot of things that we asked. Like, why wouldn't Mia and Letty have been there, or even Vince have been there to pick Dom up out of prison? It wouldn't make any sense. But, like, he just pulls up.
0: And Letty goes, you had another eight months. And he just goes good behavior. It's like, yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And Mia goes, Dom, we would have picked you up and he's like, Don't worry about it.
0: He just says, I'm here now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that totally fixes a lot like I guess you don't really need it, but at the same time like it was more it was better for me. I agree. I like that part a lot. And then there's like It's also cool to
0: see like how excited like Vince and Jesse are to see him, right? Like they're just like, yes.
1: And then he kind of has like, I think what is a longer conversation with Jacob. For sure. Yeah because Jacob's like I like you want to race me but I did all this mods these mods yeah, you don't want to my race me in Buddy's
0: old Charger it won't even be close my Mustang with all the mods I put in and he goes car don't make the driver here's how this goes and then he tells like the the le- losing you're out right
1: yeah 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 so that was a cool one
0: Dom confronts Jake which I don't think this is in the theatrical cut he says tell me why you killed dad
1: I I can't remember but I thought the same thing too I
0: think that's new <sighs> and I'm like whoa and Jacob doesn't answer
1: yeah, I don't think we actually get that until they're in the bunker in John Cena and he's like, Dad didn't right. want you to know. But yeah, I yeah, I don't know.
0: Then there's, I think, a longer scene between Dom and Buddy, Michael Brooker.
1: It seemed like it might have been longer, but I couldn't be sure.
0: Because there's two lines in here that I don't remember. It doesn't mean that they're not in the theatrical cut, but Buddy says, This isn't going to stop till one of you is in the ground, which might, now that I'm saying it, might sound familiar. But then you got to make peace with the past if you want hope for the future. And I don't remember. That like, sounds new. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, it, it, again, same kind of thing like make amends with Jacob. You know, you kicked him out. The worst thing to do is try to always take away his family, yeah. blah, 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 all that different stuff. Then there's one that is very, very clearly new. It's which awesome. Is Letty and Mia going to Han's old shop in Tokyo, which I was just like, oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yes. This was mind blowing. So, the first place they go before they do the noodle shop thing. Yeah. Yeah. They go to Hans' old garage and they're just like walking around. They're like, this place has been picked over a thousand times.
0: The movie makes it seem like they went to Japan and just like, well, we're hungry. We should we should just eat. Like here's like they're actually just doing stopping work to first. eat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're,
1: they're like, they're like, no. They started and then they're like, oh, they're we're, they're kind of at a dead end. So they get noodles. But like the first place they go is Hans' old garage, and that was yeah. a really cool scene. They like dig through his office kind of, and there was something very cool in the scene. I don't know if you caught it or not.
0: Well, they're trying to make sense of where Han ended up, right? And yeah. Letty, or Mia says, police records make it sound like he was running around with a bunch of small-time crooks. Like, why would he do this? He's a millionaire, whatever. And Letty says, don't mock it. That's how we started. Maybe Han was looking for a change of scenery after Giselle died. People mourn in different ways.
1: Yes. And then they explain the whole the whole thing that we don't get till later. Right. Mia and Letty connect that yes. Han and Giselle, um, like oh, Mr. Nobody, whatever, whatever. Like, this is, all the records are, like, covered with Mossad stuff. He had to have met Mr. Nobody from Giselle. Right. Now this makes sense, which I like. That was cool clarity, but What's also-
0: interesting about the director's cut is that it's explaining things like this that we would put together as more intense super fans or whatever. Yes, yeah. And it's also giving things that, like, would go over people's heads, which we'll talk about later in a scene with Jacob, which I'm just like... But this just feels like, because... Giselle, she's former Mossad. Mister Nobody's a spy. They could have run in the same circles. There's Mossad clearance all over. And he even M- says it missions- later. He yes, says exactly. Like,
1: yeah. So it's just redundancy. So I get why it's cut. But at the same time, like this was a cool scene, and like maybe cut the part of Han and Mister Nobody talking yeah. first. Like
0: I, I don't, don't know. know. But what I what I thought was very funny was did you catch it? Lee, I think Mia. One of maybe Letty says, "Leave it to Mister Nobody to confuse everyone." Which I just think is a great line because like, yeah, like we're so confused by him, right? But what, what's, what did I miss? What's the, what's the oh, cool thing?
1: So Mia goes, okay, let me let Roman and Tej know what we just found out. And when she picks up her cell phone, Roman is saved as mouth in her phone. <laughs> just oh, mouth. that's very cool.
0: Very, yeah. very cool. Okay.
1: So she just calls and it says like like dialing mouth <laughs> and like that's it. I thought that was pretty funny.
0: Because then we go right to Germany, which is when it, we cut to Roman and Tej. And so, like, that's where this gets yeah, yeah. in, in the scene, which is nice. Yes. And then we go back to Tokyo. And then this is what the movie is the introduction to Tokyo. And as their noodle scene. But this is an extended scene. What I really liked about this, and this is, like, peering into Letty's character, too. Mia's, uh, Mia says to her, how are you? How are you doing? Change of pace, huh? And she says, just as I was remembering who I was, everything changed. It slowed down there's peace for me in the chaos it's like i I think that existed though
1: i think peace for me in the chaos was still in the movie i think that there's other lines before and after but when i heard that one i was like oh that sounded so familiar i was like are these other ones it that's because i
0: think this ties in and i'm i might be thinking this is new but this is reminding me of like brian you know mia complaining that brian likes the bullets right like that's this But it's the same thing with, with Letty. And I we might have, again, I, this is something, but it feels like this is a longer, like, because Letty's like, just as I'm getting my memory back and I'm remembering who this I am. This part sounds new. And yeah. I'm, you know, basically, I need to be on the go. Dom is basically like, hey, we're going to go into hiding. We're not going to do any more action. She's like, that's not who I am. That's, you know, I got ride or die or whatever, right? So, yep. and then that's when they see the flag and go from there. But yeah, I mean, it's nice because I think that's a lot. I, I, I just like that there's more Mia and Letty together in Tokyo. Like, it, it's cool that they're, there's more time there. That
1: first scene shouldn't have been cut. The There's like little dialogue pieces that I'm like, we said this when we were talking in chat, like when the movie was two hours and 15 minutes long, Yeah, you save seven minutes of cutting dialogue. Like some of them I get like, okay, maybe the Mia and Dom scene kind of, but like, there's some stuff that I'm like, just why? Like, yeah. why why'd you yeah. need to trim seven minutes off of two fifteen? It doesn't fucking matter at that point.
0: And so. I think I think you could realistically like half of this maybe. But I guess okay. So you also have to think about right. Like these are the seven minutes that Justin Lin's like I wanted in. But there's probably another seven or ten or fifteen or twenty or whatever that like is Exist. close like, that we would love. Yes. That, that aren't in there either. So like the you know, like Vince's a,
1: mom scene, right? That just didn't exist until we were like, what yeah. the fuck is this? Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: Then I think...
1: The next one is th- Cardi?
0: No, before that... What? I think when there's... And I, again, it, it might not be, but it feels like there's more like a longer lingering shot of the jewelry store that Queenie robs.
1: No, that felt about the same length to
0: Okay. Me. Does she say in the theatrical cut, Dom, don't get yourself killed, okay, you're my favorite American? Or is that Yes, new? she does. She does. Okay. So then, the party is new, and this is where we see Cardi before Cardi surprises, right? Which so she fixes says,
1: what she says in the yes. plane. Yes. So much better. I was like, we like Rachel and I looked at each other. Well, not we the plane like, in
0: the truck, right? In the back of the truck.
1: The truck. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the back of the truck. When whenever I saw that, I was like, "Fuck yes!" Like now that part makes sense. Kind of didn't in the movie. Like you could assume what happened, but like Cardi passes Dom at the party, and he knows that she's there. Like, she says,
0: Dominic Toretto, tell me, why is the best fruit always forbidden? And he goes, you should know, which, okay. And then she <laughs> just laughs. So, okay. Yeah, because yeah, in the movie, in the theatrical, she's like, you saw me in that white dress? And yes. Like, we didn't, though.
1: Like, every girl was in a white dress, so, like, he could have seen her in the white dress, but we didn't. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think that, like, the the auto dom conversation has a couple more lines in it it felt like to me
0: just i don't know i didn't write any notes there it yeah, might be
1: it felt like it had a couple more lines in it i'm not, i'm not sure though it was it's another one where, like auto of is
0: offering dom whatever he wants right He want to have sex with these women or yeah. whatever just like there was say like, the one word. before so that like, okay. maybe
1: one after that i it was just like yeah uh
0: but the like i guess there's one more thing after this but like this is the last like i think really really big one go ahead yep where they go inside and this is the confrontation where Dom's about to draw or, or Jacob draws on Dom and they they tussle or whatever and then he gets arrested whatever yeah but Jacob says and this I think is where they cut it because it's like nobody's going to remember who these people are yep what I do did. you think happened Dom of, of course I would if you didn't I would be very worried <laughs> what do you think happened Dom every time he took somebody down their territory just stayed crime free the trans Braga, mm-hmm. the Shaws, Cipher—you paved the way for me, so here's my offer. It's the same one you gave me. You leave now. You drive away. Never come back ever. So the last part, I'm gonna make you the same offer. That's in the movie, but all that connective tissue about like you know, he Jacob lists all the old in. baddies. Yes, and our game that we're playing this lap is basically like. It's almost null and void because it's like, okay, so he takes out Johnny Tran and then Jacob's family moves in there or whatever. And just like, okay, I run this shit now. And like it's much more nefarious and cool. And nope, just gone from the movie.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I agree. But it is cool that Jacob establishes that he was right behind Dom. Yeah. Like that we were pitching that like he had to be around. And obviously it could have been like he just fucked off, you know, and, like, didn't think about this until Mr. Nobody found him or whatever. But no, it, it does play exactly with what we wanted, which is that he was right there, like, cleaning up after him, kind of, you know? Like, right.
0: And there's a cool. line early in the movie This in the theatrical version, too, that I was going to talk about when we have Heather join later, but let's talk about it now. But Jacob says to Cypher, Cypher's like, I should have just hired you instead of trying to get your brother, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And he says, I don't work for the competition. And, like, I think we've probably talked about that, but we haven't really talked about jacob's organization whatever it is because he doesn't doesn't work for mr nobody anymore yeah uh being competition to cypher and i wonder if whatever that organization is if they're going to be some kind of big bad or whatever because we now ostensibly right yeah have cypher's group Mm -hmm. we have jacob's now former group and just funded by auto
1: that's just funded by auto and we don't really know who the group is like we know like there's no not at all the guy with like the the teeth, but that was, seems like that was Otto's boy, not yes, Jacob's correct. boy. Yes, I think so. Yeah. So, and then
0: if they cross over, we also have Etion too. But we have this other thing, which I don't know. I mean, could but again be we have, It could be. Yeah, it could but, be. But I he know. wouldn't need
1: Otto's funding if Etion,
0: unless you know Etion became Etion through otto's dad or something right so no
1: that wouldn't make all i don't know sense. i don't know but, but yeah there, there is
0: that whole there's another organization that they could play with if they wanted because the to talk about otto otto also gets more to do here in the director's cut like there's a scene with otto and jacob kind of talking shop what otto Where? says one week from now there won't be a superpower in the world that can't take a piss without asking our permission no that's that was in the movie that's in the movie yeah and he's then, like okay. something
1: something something your dad He's like, yeah, well, whatever. Well we've
0: not, your dad won't be asking, or will be asking you for an allowance. Okay, so that's in the movie. But yeah. then I think there's more auto when they're doing the heist.
1: <sighs> would, uh, I, I? couldn't. The only thing that looked different to me is them pushing the fucking Ocean's Eleven cart into the basement.
0: I think that's in the movie though. I, I yeah, don't that I couldn't in the movie. tell. But there's like I, again, I uh, considering i have seen this five times now. Yeah. Who knows? But. It felt like Otto, like in the St Giles Cathedral, and then Ramsey tailing Otto. Like I think that uh, probably is the movie, could be in the movie, but also it is, like it is a lot of it, it is. Feels like there's maybe more of it a or not. A little I, I bit know. longer. I don't know.
1: <sighs> I can't tell.
0: But the only other thing that I have definitively new... Go is ahead. A cutaway of Dom calling Brian, baby when, Brian.
1: Whenever they're, when they go back to the bunker because they sucked Jacob into the. The van, yep. The the magnet guy. When they go back to the bunker and put him in the jail, as soon as he like closes the doors,
0: Dom calls Baby Brian. He's just like, "How how you doing? Uh, is Uncle Brian or whatever taking care of you?" You know, if you, this I'll is be wall, home before you know. <laughs> you before can you can count, count to a thousand, thousand. <laughs> if you if you count to a thousand before I'm home, you know Brian can give you another sweet after dinner or whatever. Right? And he's
1: like, you know, I don't break promises. I'm like, Dom, you're totally about to break this promise.
0: Well, I think so. What, what <laughs> this reminds me of is that when when Mia and Brian are on the phone in an earlier movie, and Mia says, "Don't say that. Don't don't say you like you know I'm gonna see you again or whatever." Yeah. But like, it's the phone call where like in this movie, when we saw it the first time, that you know, Dom sacrifices himself ostensibly to, like, to get everybody out, but it's just like, you have a child now, but here it's kind of like, oh, like, he said goodbye in a way, right? So, like, uh... it kind of, sort of explains why he's willing to die, because he got to talk to baby B one last time, but it's still... But he
1: lied to him, and he, he like... He, I know. He, he obviously lies to him, saying, like, I'll be home before you can count to a thousand, which means, like, dad's on his way home, right? Like, that's, like...
0: Or the kid's real dumb and bad accounting, one or the other. <laughs>
1: yeah, or he's like, I know you don't know numbers for shit. <laughs> like, you're not Tej, you don't know anything about numbers. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's either that, but, like, and then he goes on to be like, I promise, you know I don't break promises. And I'm like, bro, we got, like, an hour of this movie left. There's no right. way he's not counting yeah. to a thousand. Like, if he was like, okay, one, two, you like, you're fucked. Like, that's it. Yeah. It's yeah. over. <laughs> And then, like the, like, the reciprocal is, like, you get a, two treats before dinner. Like, okay, cool.
0: I like, want to alternate a cool. cut of this movie where Baby Brian is, like, a Twitch streamer, and, like, he's in the corner of the screen talking, and he's just <laughs> counting while there's the action on the screen. Yes, yes. And he's just, exactly. like, 64, 65. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: And then he finally gets home. And I think that's all the new stuff. Is there anything else that I did not cover? Anything else that you found that we did not talk about?
1: No, I, I think that our list matched up pretty, pretty good. Um, you might've had a couple more than me and I might've had a couple that were wrong. But
0: again, they might not even be right. You know what I mean? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Me neither. But I, we hit all the big ones for sure. At least what I noticed. And then like, after that, it was just like the same action sequences. So like, I, I'm, I'm unsure. So.
0: Cause I told you before, as you started watching, you're like, is this, I'm like, I don't know. Like I thought the same kind of thing, but I'm like, in my estimation, you were like, whoa, I think there's somewhere between like 10 and like 18 ish newer extended scenes.
1: I think so. I think that's not right. Like,
0: it it depends. It's safe bet is in the middle, so I'm like fifteen ish. But some of those, you know, might have been thirteen, fifteen in that like sort of thing. But like, uh, there's a bunch of new stuff here. I think there's a couple really cool ones. You know, Adhan's Hans' garage. Yep. Jacob referencing like Johnny Tran and stuff like that. Yep. For the sure. Flashback. Those are all really cool. Some other stuff I can see. I I can see why all this got cut. But I'm just glad that we have it here. That we can incorporate, because now this is just the version of the movie that we watch, right? So,
1: Would you have preferred this as the first version we watched?
0: No, because I like I liked that there was... Like, I'm not bored with this movie, but I like that there was a new reason to watch the movie.
1: Not not even for that sake. I'm saying, is this a better version of the movie than the theatrical version?
0: I think we've talked about this. I don't know that f 9 is a good movie. I love it. I don't think it's a good movie, necessarily. Like, I think that it's doing a lot of stuff, and I think it's very service y and fun structurally i don't know like it just feels like and again it's it's not necessarily its fault it's just the like the it's the an nature action of the movie beast. with a ton of people right yeah okay i don't know that like this is better or worse i just think that there's more of it but there's already so much of it right that's, so, what, that's what i'm saying yeah i think i think that you could do this one release this as the theatrical one and you're fine
1: i think that where i'm at right now after just watching it and watching fast nine so many times up until now i like this version better yeah. As of right now, I only like it better because it came after the theatrical version. I think if this was a the theatrical version, I would have been let down that there wasn't as many like cool reveals because it kind of like spoiled some of those. Like you, you don't get. Exce- it only spoils
0: them because it, it just reveals them earlier. Like it's not really a spoiler yeah. as much as just like doing it earlier. And I think I think it's fine. And again, I think I do genuinely think that the more time you add. The biggest spoiler of all is that Han's in the trailer. Jacob's in the trailer, right? So, like...
1: That's true. But, I mean, like, you get, like, just a glimpse of Cardi, and you're not excited that she's in the back of the truck and broke Dom out because she was there.
0: But, like, the truck scene is messy in the theatrical version because you're like...
1: Why is she talking about the white dress?
0: Why is she talking about the white dress? Is that Cardi B? Like, you know, if you don't know her, it's just like, wait, who... Where are we? Who is this? Like...
1: Yeah, because it also just... It doesn't fix any of the things that, like... (laughs) Like, Dom is in the water, uh, Letty jumps down, and then Dom wakes up. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, Dom gets arrested in the the embassy, and then he's in the back of the truck with Cardi. Right, correct. None of these things get, like, sussed out, so...
0: Like, I wouldn't want to watch a four hour f9 every lap or five times in like 10 weeks or whatever but like if there's like a four hour version of any of these movies like i'd, I'd want to watch it because like if it tells a connective like even if it's stuff like we don't need, like people understand it, I'm like no give it give it to me you know what i mean like yeah yeah yeah. because there is stuff here again like i was saying that there's the seven minutes here but there's probably another seven minutes or 15 or 20 or half an hour an hour or whatever where they're like we really can't do this like this isn't even up to whatever so i don't know i, I don't i don't mind this i like this this year I don't I don't feel the same way that you do. I see where you're coming from about the like spoiling things earlier. But I think it's I think it's fine. I think it's OK.
1: Okay, It works for me. Like I, I like I said, I I'm glad that we got this and I, yeah. I enjoyed watching it. And I'm glad that we're going to watch this version. That's yeah. that's good mm-hmm. for me. I think that overall it is better, especially with like us watching it again and again. But I think the theatrical version was the better version to release as the theatrical version.
0: Yeah, and the good news is that we won't have to watch this movie again for eight more weeks. So instead of like three weeks, eight eight whole weeks in between. So, you know.
1: Two months. I mean, it'll feel like a a lifetime.
0: Because we've got seven, eight, nine. The next time we're going to watch it is in lap order with a guest, a new guest. So Yeah. All right, the final thing to do before we take a break is to talk about the Too Fast, Too Furious Minute, Minute 26. And this is a title I will change because I spitballed a lot of questions. We'll go to the questions at the end. Yeah, I saw But depending on which question we pick, because I don't want to do six questions, but I'm just like, I don't know if any of these are good.
1: I like a couple of them. Go ahead.
0: Title right now, which is the answer to one of the questions, is I'll Ride With You, Cowboy.
1: I like that title, though.
0: Convertible. It might loosen your moose.
2: No, that's cool. That's too much chrome for me anyways.
1: Hey, where y'all confiscate these rims from, man? Check in with us, FDB. You think you're gonna have any problems with these two knuckleheads? I can handle them. If they give you any trouble at all, you let me know.
0: Thanks, Marco. ride right with you, cowboy. Why she gotta ride with you? You get the convertible. Let's go. <laughs> a cop. yeah how long you been under i lost track so in this minute brian and roman pick the car as they're driving they leave the warehouse together with monica fuentes in brian's car monica fuentes gives brian driving directions as they talk about their past after so much that had happened in previous minutes This is just them kind of like a dick measuring contest a little bit. Monica leaves with Brian, and then then they just sort of talk about being a cop or whatever. Yeah.
1: This scene was very interesting to me. Normally, we can get like some signs and things, right? Sure. There is nothing. Like the way Singleton shot this driving sequence, you cannot make out anything but Brian, his car, Ava Mendez, and Tyrese in his car. That's it. There's one car that you make out otherwise, like road signs, everything is out of focus, completely out of focus. You can't make out anything. The driving part, a little bit harder, but I did find something cool. Okay. It was something that I was trying to get the past two scenes, but I couldn't figure out a way to do it. I used my, my nice unlocked brain now. As they're pulling out of the hangar, um, I made a note too that there was, there was a helicopter and a plane inside the hangar behind them, sure. right? You, yep. said, you said there was, like, a bunch of guys working on it. I think, like, yeah, nine I think that
0: I, I see at least nine dudes, like, just, quote-unquote, like, doing work. Just, like, I don't know, look busy. Like, you're a government guy. Yeah. Just so look one look guy you're like doing something.
1: One guy, like, spins one of the props on the plane. The other guys are just, like, all kind of standing <laughs> just, around.
0: Just imagine, like, nine dudes, like, waxing a thing. Just like, yeah, I'm <laughs> working on cars.
1: Exactly, yeah, look busy.
0: You can't see them. They're just, like, in the background, like, at work. Yeah.
1: I thought that was, like pretty interesting but i was like i want to figure out what the fuck one of these planes or helicopters is right and like i went on last time when we did the last minute i went on like the the pl- airplane movie database too fast isn't in it nobody really cares about what planes are in this movie it's not really a plane movie right so makes sense but this time check this out as they're pulling out of the hangar i sure. caught the tail cool number on the plane so i found on
0: flight aware Landed over nine years ago.
1: <laughs> yes, I found on FlightAware the tail number, which I read as N one five five eight. Yep. It says that it it landed nine years ago. Went from Jacksonville to Jacksonville. Kind which of tracks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which kind of tracks? Guess what? You go down. You know who the owner of the plane was?
0: Carter Verone.
1: No, United States Customs Service.
0: Oh, so that actually was like a plane.
1: It was a plane. It was a customs plane. On the other one in the background, I think it says United States Customs Service on the top of it. So I'm assuming customs had a couple, which I now presume to be at least three of these planes. I couldn't find the other one, but okay. So I looked up the plane then from that, because it says the aircraft type is a C-12. The Beechcraft C-12 Huron is a government plane based on like a plane that Beechcraft makes. It's like the military design of it. It's used by the Air Force, the Army, the Navy, the Marine Corps, which would make sense that this is a customs plane, right? I think that I solved the issue of what plane it was, and I got the tail number, and I think that we can put a stamp on that. And I'm very proud of the back research that I got to to get the plane in the thing. So I think that's one. Th- I think I would assume that they're all the same model of plane, right? They all kind of look or similar, the similar, yeah,
0: for sure, yeah. Wait, was this something that I talked to with you or somewhere else that like, I, I again, like it, I'm only bringing this up because it sounds insane, but I also could what? believe it that there are like seven types of helicopters and that's it. Like there's like a crazy low number of helicopters. Did we talk on about that?
1: We might have talked about that when we were talking about the tail number in the minute of the first fast in the fury race right. when we were like there's really not that many helicopters or something we were like what
0: <laughs> like like that can't be true but also like I rem- it's like in my head, because I'm like that like it's not something that like I I, I heard that somewhere I'm just like eh. no that there's no way but like also maybe because I don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I think that we were like there's a lot less helicopters than we thought there was right. yeah I think that, the number that did might come not
0: from be us. seven but it's not like you know there's not like tens of thousands yeah because you could have told like me, me there's models. like
1: 300 helicopter companies and I'd have been like yeah that makes sense and then you could yeah. have told me there's five and I'd have been like yeah that makes sense like yeah, I
0: have no idea no <laughs> I have idea.
1: no fucking idea anyway next time I'm gonna try to get the helicopter
0: when I watch these minutes because I watch them before you and like sometimes I warn you sometimes I didn't today but I'm just like in every minute, or not every minute, but a lot of minutes, I'm like, either you're going to have a field day, or you're going to have nothing. And, like, it's hard to tell, because it's just, like, there's things there. There but is. But, like, you were saying, like, they're driving, they're on surface streets. Like, I know that you'd want to find that, but, like you said, there's no markers. There's you no know, signs. shit around. It's just, like, yeah. it's all there. Like, you have the pieces, but you're too zoomed in. And not through any fault of your own, it's just, like... Nobody ever wanted to watch this movie like, "Oh, where are they geographically in Miami?" Cuz nobody gets shit. Yeah. Maybe for the ne- in the next minute you find a sign, you can like backtrack and see if you can find That's this what I thing do too. sometimes. Who knows? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and and I know where Carter Vrone's house is. So like we're going to get there. I know where. Are we going to Airbnb it? I don't I think we might be able to.
0: Probably like 10 grand the night or something. Like something crazy, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's like a famous Miami house too. So well, okay. I mean, we'll get there. Like I like I like I said, I use the fucking Right. the map like the maps like the movie maps to go and there's just like nothing here and there's no road signs like usually even if like they don't have it and they tell you where you're going i can get the like a, any type of sign can help me put where i think it is but right yes if i can't see anything i can't see anything they're just in miami right. driving down the street so
0: exactly what do you gonna do uh speaking of miami i want to say there's two things in here about monica Puentes that i love number one i i mean i've, I've noticed this while watching the movie but like the way she rides with her with her foot on the seat, just like so cat. Like we know that she's not gonna oh, be thrown by the stair and drive, which is probably next minute, maybe or if if not next minute, the minute after. Like it's it's very really close. soon.
1: It's very soon, yeah.
0: But the way that she's just like sitting there, like she's just so calm and casual. And what I like even more is that before that, you can tell she's already exhausted by Roman because he's like, oh yeah, you know, he's 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 big dick and he's just like, you know, I want to ride this. Like there's too much chrome, blah blah blah. This is the car I want. Don't even think about taking a convertible. And then when she's like, I'll ride with you, cowboy, and he goes, why should I ride with you? And she just goes, you get the convertible. Like, it almost feels like an <laughs> Elaine Bennis kind of delivery, which is like, I cannot take it <laughs> with these fucking morons. And like, she yep. just met Roman. Like, they <laughs> just met for the first time because she was not at the race. Yeah. You know, this is their meeting. And within five minutes, essentially, if if that, she's just like. But you nope. know
1: that feeling like. Oh yeah. You have this feeling where you like you meet someone and as soon as they open their mouth you're like, I already know this person. Yep. I know Roman. I know somebody that is a Roman and she's like, I'm not dealing with it. You're not hitting on me. I'm not tolerating it. I'm just coming from the jump, being like, I'm not putting up with your bullshit.
0: And we even see that a little bit like Markham, like, you you think you have any problems with these two knuckleheads and she says, I can handle them. Like it's not I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that there was like a game of telephone tag or whatever where Bilkins is like, Alright, Markham, we got <laughs> We got we got we got Brian's boy but just just letting you know He's, he's kind, kind of a, of a character. Yeah. yeah, he's
1: a character. He's a bit of a character.
0: And then Markham calls Fuentes like, all right, the plan's in motion. They're coming back now. But just so you know, and so maybe it's not crazy that maybe in her head she's like hearing this like, he's good. He's good at what, just, just remember that he's good at what he does because you're yeah. you're not going to want to be around him, right? So
1: Yeah, or she like like she has that and she's like, okay, I'll give him a chance. And he's like, oh, where'd you get them rims at? And she's like, oh, fine. Right. You yeah. know, yep. whatever.
0: So on that note, bunch of different questions are all about the dialogue and i don't know which one i like best because they're all like sort of nitpicky and also sort of obvious and also everywhere in between so either how long has monica puente has been undercover she I says i lost one. track
1: this is this is top tier in my list that's that's a,
0: that's a too fast too forever classic quiz question
1: it's it's incredibly good
0: What nickname does Monica Fuentes call Brian, Cowboy, which would change the name of the minute, but I like the name of the minute, kind of.
1: I like the name of the minute a lot, and we could come up with good answers for that. That was was second tier, but I like that one, too.
0: What reason does Monica Fuentes give Roman for why she's riding with Brian, Eh. because Roman is driving a convertible, which is fine. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Why doesn't Brian mind passing on the convertible? He says it has too much chrome.
1: Okay.
0: What does Roman say Brian shouldn't drive, or why does Roman say Brian shouldn't drive the convertible? It would, quote, loosen his moose, which is just a great line. (laughs) That's just really funny. And then what element of the convertible does Roman admire the rims? So I do think that given how cool Ava Mendez is in in this minute, it should be a Monica Fuentes question. I think so. You want to do both of these or just one of these?
1: I could get down with both, to be honest.
0: So how long has Monica Fuentes been undercover? Gimme give, give me three times. Or or G- things what that are times.
1: Do, do all the Lompoc ones, right? Spent two years in Lompoc never going back. Spent six months at Lompoc never going back. So so like two years, six months, and then like one like two months. Make like one a double for no reason.
0: So these are the these are the answers we have before. Two months, six months, two years, five years, she lost track.
1: No, six years. It has to be two months, okay. six yeah, months, I, okay. six six months. Six years, yeah.
0: So then do we need to change the name of this minute? Because I don't want to have it all right with you, cowboy. No, no, no. I think that's
1: fine. Because people, I've, I've watched Rachel take the quiz and oh, they don't they these don't read ones up. Yeah. yeah. There's,
0: there's a lot going on in the quiz. Okay, so what other nicknames?
1: And we're, we're deep enough that we're like, you would already, like, even if you knew that going in at minute one, we're at minute 26, we're about tw- 30 questions sure. deep, yep. that you're going to be like, it doesn't even matter. You're not going to pay attention. And it's also smaller font. Fa- yeah, this is perfect. Okay. Bullet. Okay. Right. B, just like little B.
0: B, bullet, cowboy, blondie. I, handsome and blondie. Oh, okay. B blondie bullet cowboy handsome. Cause cowboy also sticks it like a sore thumb. Like I can't. It I yeah, it almost cowboy. doesn't work,
1: right? It's the reverse yeah. thing. I like it a lot.
0: I I think it's cowboy, but I it doesn't these guys like they normally give a hint in the in the answers and like there's nothing. <laughs>
1: The reverse hint thing is bad. Like, oh, like, well, it's three B's, so it's one of the bi am going to get this question wrong, even with it in the title and us talking about it. That's one that I'm going to be very pissed at myself for getting wrong. Pretty funny. Yeah.
0: What do they call it? Is it the Customs Agency? What's the official title on the sign?
1: It's U.S. Customs Services, which is what was on the plane, too.
0: Service. Singular. Okay.
1: At least that's what the plane record says because that's the first thing I found. I had that tab open.
0: So, how long has Monica Fuentes been undercover? Two months, six months, two years, six years. She lost track. Answer is she lost track. And what nickname does Monica Fuentes call Brian before they leave U.S. Customs Service? B, Blondie, Bullet, Cowboy, or Handsome?
1: Service, Office, Hanger? Leave the Hanger, maybe. We could say Hanger. Yeah.
0: All right, good good minutes, two good questions. Two Shout good out to questions. Eva Mendez for bringing the heat in that minute. But let's take a break and let us bring in Heather Antos to talk about F9 Director's Cut, Fifth Gear.
1: Episode number 200, F9, 5th Gear, colon if you want it. This episode is brought to you by Jacob Long, Esquire, The law offices of Jacob Long provide legal services for criminal defense, traffic, personal injury, probate, juvenile, and domestic relations matters. Shout out to Jacob Long.
0: Well, shout out to Jacob Long. Welcome back to Too Fast, Too Forever. We just spent 40... I just edited it. So in the the time between recording the intro and recording this episode, because we're doing this on different days, I edited. So we have half an hour, a solid half hour deep dive of F9 Director's Cut. But here to give her own deep dive of her favorite film franchise we have fast and <laughs> furious super fan so we were talking i think it was on the on the on the speed racer episode on the Patreon yes. exclusive but i was saying to garrett that like i want to give every guest of ours a nickname that never like a gets moniker. Repeated. Yeah. And Heather, you are officially our Fast and Furious super fan. Heather Antos is here. Hello, Heather.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Because <laughs> it is both accurate and ironic, mostly ironic, but also, you know, you like these things and also you're a good sport. So yeah. I don't want to say like a good sport, Heather Antos, but Fast and Furious super fan. Fan, super fan. No, Antos. I
2: like it. I will wear that name proudly.
0: Plus, you were there on opening night with us and that's not something that everybody can say.
2: Yeah, that, that is how much of a super fan I was. I, I got lost on my way home from that. Did you really? Yeah, the the I don't know. The GPS took me a completely different way than it took me there. It, it ended up taking me like all these like side streets and through neighborhoods like I didn't take any highways or anything on the way home. And it was like pitch black and no street lights and then at one point I lost cell service. <laughs> so wow. I lost my GPS and I was like I'm going to die. This is this is how I go. <laughs>
0: Well, ride or die, remember?
2: <laughs> I don't get to see how the franchise ends.
0: No, that would be the, the cruelest irony of all, that after we like we make you watch <laughs> yeah. 10 of these movies and you're like, we're so close to the end. And then you're like, no, I don't even get to find out how it ends. Nope. And, like You go up to heaven and you're like, just, d- just tell me. I'll hang out with like, Ryan. It'll
2: be fine. Paul Walker
1: and you. Yeah. He doesn't know how it ends either. I
2: mean, no, he doesn't.
0: Man, that's exciting to watch the F11 premiere with Paul Walker in heaven. <laughs> wow!
2: That's how much of a real fan I am.
0: You're so you're such a real fan, such a super fan, Fast and Furious super fan that you're gonna die <laughs> so that you can go to heaven and watch the premiere with Paul Walker. That's pretty. It's
1: dedication.
0: That's spectacular. Yeah, you're that's not really that dedicated. dedicated, are you, Joey? No, I'm still. I'm gonna watch it terrestrially because you know I don't think podcasts are in heaven. Mortally. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, welcome back to the show. Thank you for coming. Thank you for watching the movie, and thank you for watching the movie a second time. You now watch the director's cut with an extra seven I minutes own of footage. I you love do. it. Just like the song,
1: yeah. Just I, like I,
0: yeah, just like two chains. We own it. So I own go. it.
2: I I officially own a. Fast Is this the first one that movie. you own? Yeah.
0: Cool. That's really watched, cool, actually.
2: I watched all the other ones that you know you provided. I. Don't like to legally watch things. So right. I bought yeah, so it. So this,
0: this is one that I, I will have the, the the Blu-ray in about a week after this comes out, and it'll have a digital code. And so that's how I was letting Heather watch the earlier ones. But this one, because it's available digitally to own, we all have to do that kind of thing. But yeah. Yeah. between now and then, there's like a murky gray water, whatever. But we will soon have, I will once again have available to all of our guests, the entire Fast and Furious library. Whoop! on my voodoo which I don't know if yeah. that's legal to say but you know it's it's all fine it's don't we're worry
1: all much. family
2: we're Truly. all family that's right
0: so I just looked through my notes and I have no new notes for this movie that I did not talk about yesterday in the intro so Heather this is as always this is your floor your time to shine did you like it I think you liked it in theaters but what do you think about it now a couple months later the excitement of the night has worn off you've seen it now a second time you own it you've put your hard-earned money into I it have. again
1: yeah
2: I bought Fast and Furious instead of a coffee this morning, so, you know.
1: There you
0: go. That's
2: dedication. Truly. I remember telling you guys after we saw it in theaters, like, you better record the podcast tomorrow because this is going to be the best, (laughs) the highest I'm going to feel about it. Because I think, I think I definitely need the in-theater experience. Sure. For these films for me to, like, really suspend the disbelief and and all of that. Yeah. I will say it held up better watching it here at home than I thought it would. Okay, okay. Yeah, like I still, I, 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 I had very similar feelings in that. I think it's a little too long. It goes, it, like it, 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 it's about a half hour too long for me personally, but it's really fun. Everyone gets a chance to, to shine. Um, this is the film where they really acknowledge what these films are. You know, it definitely gets meta, really meta. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah no i i think it's fun um this is one that i would put higher on my list of favorites for sure
0: now is this the first fast and furious movie that you have seen more than once yes wow okay
2: um but that's only because i haven't had a chance to watch jason statham with the baby on an airplane again
1: okay fair that makes
0: sense so you said you, this is one. this is one of your more favorite movies everybody gets a chance to shine what did you think of the new stuff like do you think because again we've talked about this on your lap and we talk about it a lot of the time there's so much going on in all these movies there's so many characters already and then they bring in they always bring they in new bring ones in yeah L, they bring in <laughs> otto and everybody right so like in terms of the stuff that's new how do you think that was implemented did that work for you the movie, the, the, the franchise is not always hitting home runs in your eyes. Like, how did you think that the incorporation of like Jacob and Elle specifically did, and bringing Han back too?
2: And this could partially be because I've essentially binged all these films this year. The new stuff felt fairly organic to me. Okay. John Cena is in the family. Like, do I believe that him and Vin Diesel could ever be related in any universe? Absolutely no. not. But
1: <laughs> Scandinavian chin. His Scandinavian chin is, is what give it, gives it away. Yeah, he's I know, about, I he's know. He's about
0: your height. He's got your looks. He's yeah. like your cousin or something. A queen, come on. They don't look even a little bit of no, no,
2: no, not even a little bit. And Vin Diesel wishes he looked like the kid who played young young Toretto, but whatever. <laughs>
0: did you like the flashbacks? The flashbacks was are kind of a mixed that, yes. bag because some people love them, some people don't. Some people like them and still don't think the characters look the same. But what did you think of the flashbacks in general, how they were implemented, and also you know the looks of the young people?
2: I like the idea of them. I think they relied on them a little too heavily. There was the a lot film? of time. It was a there lot of a time. There was a lot of time. Like, I liked it opening with it, and I think if they cut back to the flashback, like, one more time when they reveal that, like, you know, Dad did tell Jacob to, you know, do whatever, um, like, I think that would be fine. But they cut back and did, like,
1: what, like, four flashbacks? It feels about four. that's sounds great. Yeah
2: yeah i think the kid who played young john cena jacob like looked enough where it was believable to me but young dom i like was laughable laughable
1: we've had mixed reviews on that some people say that like yeah. he looked dead on like they no. were like oh man this looks like a no. young young dom for sure no i i agree i was i was more like he looks he looks he looks different.
2: how man diesel thinks he
1: looks <laughs>
0: Well, and that's the other hard thing, and we've talked about this before too, is that we watched Young Rock, and they cast three versions of Young Dwayne Johnson, and mm-hmm. Dead on all so good. Yeah, and like, even if so that wasn't good. what he looked like then, it, it's you close believe enough. it, yeah, yes. And especially the college age one, just like, oh yeah, like yeah. that that guy is going to become someone who looks and like you know, like physically takes up the space of a guy like The Rock, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind young Dom. I think he's a good actor. I think it works. Like, I think he, he acted it, well.
2: But. Yeah, I think his perform. I, I liked him as an actor. I think just visually it was very, like, off-putting to me.
1: Did Would you have preferred, we've talked about this before, but would you have preferred that they de-aged?
2: Oh, God, no, I hate
1: that. <laughs> Vin Diesel. <laughs> I
2: hate that. <laughs> right? But also, also, like, de-age him, but, like, demuscle him too <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean like like they can't do that with him he's a he's a muscly thumb that's what he looks
0: like <laughs> well so this we, we we have commented on this before but i i think that dom that vein in this movie is looking more human because i think when he was still trying to compete on screen with the rock he was getting bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. yes and now he looks more like a person i mean he still looks like a big person because he's yeah. still like an action star but he looks more person like and so he's less of a i guess what you say thumb but like he's
1: <laughs> thumb on he's, still, I mean, he's still like
0: he's still a, a big man that would require hours and hours in the de- uh, in the gym each day but he looks more like a person which is nice
1: i agree
2: I don't know. You guys know my feelings on Vin Diesel. Of of <laughs> yes, course. we're
0: going to steer clear from that they as quickly as we possibly can. They haven't changed. But what about Han? What about Han and L? Because that's the oh, I loved new... them. Oh yeah. my god, okay, cool.
2: I I loved them. I think Elle is so cool. I think that story is so cool. I mean, I told you previously, like I want to do Fast and Furious comics specifically about them and what they've been up to. You know, that this would be last, so awesome. like I I think Han is the most interesting character in the franchise. Clearly, there's a lot of stories to be told there. And just in general, like Elle was great. I I loved the spotlight, like all the ladies in this film got. Yeah. yeah. Mia got to kick ass in this film, which Mm -hmm. I've been waiting for. She really is the heart of this franchise to me.
0: Nico dubbed her the heart of the race, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And like, you know, she's the one who like forgave Jacob and like let him, you know, get the car and get away and like all this stuff. And, uh, like you said, of a franchise that has twenty bazillion characters, right. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: this film I felt did a really good job giving each character time, time to shine in the spotlight. But like, it was never gratuitous on any of the characters, aside from all the flashback sequences, right. Which was
0: a lot, but which is also new, and like that, I feel like they're maybe finding their footing there because that's something that they've never tried before. Like yeah. it's always been like the the actual chronology of the movies is out of order because of Tokyo Drift, but right. like each movie has always been told linearly and or in a linear fashion, and yes. so here to jump back and forth between two timelines, I think it works pretty well. I mean, I think it could have been worse, and maybe it could have been better. I don't know. I didn't mind it. Again, we're watching these movies differently. But on, on the other point you just made about the the women, one other thing that we did not talk about in the opening when we talked about the director's cut, the seven extra minutes, is that yeah, there's some other stuff in there, but like a lot of that is also new stuff with women. Like there's a new Dom and Mia scene, there's a new Mia and Letty scene, mm-hmm. there's a new Ramsey scene with Tej. Like there's some some stuff with Roman or whatever, but like three or four or five of those minutes are like giving another one of these women more time to shine. And in a movie that already does that pretty well, to go even further is, I think, a nice thing that we did not mention in the top half.
2: Yeah, that's really cool. But then to flip it on the other way, like, really, those are the scenes they cut? They cut all the yeah. scenes with the women? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: just True. to be that person?
1: No, no, I was thinking it when he was saying it, too, because then you're like, oh, well, look, they just cut all of the scenes that we gave to the women. As extra scenes, yes,
0: right. They also cut a lot of Roman too, which is also fine. I don't know, but yeah, like there's, I think their their heart was in the right place, right? It's just, yeah, it's tough when the movie's this long.
1: I think Heather did a did a good job of explaining it too, with so many characters, and I wasn't even factoring in the flashback characters. Mm-hmm. But you know, we've had problems where we're like, you and I have talked before that like the family just gets too big, right? Yep. Like there's just too many people to give everyone their appropriate amount of screen time. And for them to have, you know, introduce three pretty much new main characters, right? You get, like, Otto, um, Jacob, and L, And Han comes back. So, okay, three or four.
0: Plus Buddy too, if you're gonna if you're gonna plus buddy, Otto, buddy too, yep. and then
1: mm-hmm. all the flashback characters, which I mean, yep. granted they're the same ones, but you give them screen time. Like I don't feel like anybody got slighted here, and it didn't no. feel like the like this the scale was too big, right? Like it didn't get like lost in character jumble.
2: I was gonna say because everyone's already tied to another character that you're familiar with, right? It's yes, not exactly. like
1: that's, that's what a good it, it's point. like.
2: Oh, Jacob is you know mia and dom's brother um you know michael rooker's character whose name i forgot but like you know what i mean like they're all and l is tied to haunt like they're all tied to someone we already know and is already part of the family so they're just an extension of that relationship we already have which i think makes it more familiar it's not like oh we're dropping you in a new location and here's five new characters you have to get to know yep um you know it's not first day of school this is just a new class
0: I'm actually thinking back to other movies and, you know, since they rebooted in four, I would say the closest that they've come to that is like six when they have all of Owen Shaw's team. But also that is kind of just one thing, but also they're all mirrors of like, you don't need them to learn all of them. It's like, oh, yep. that's yep. their Roman, that's their Dom, that's their Brian or whatever. And so like, it kind of works. But I think to that point that they've been pretty good at not doing that often after they did that a lot early on right <laughs> yeah so they're yeah. like okay once we sort of like oh we got a lot of people like, a lot of tools in our arsenal right now uh let's let's kind of slow down a little bit and they bring in like one or two people here but I think that's a really good point about tying them to people that we already know like giving them context right
1: I agree it makes it easier for sure
2: it makes it so yeah it, like even on the most like shallow level like oh that's Hans girl right like you can just like <laughs> yeah put it quickly like that in your brain and so that association helps immensely when it comes to things like you know it's why things like um you know your movies like infinity war or Endgame. when you see like here's all the 20 characters coming together well they've all had their own movie where they got to be introduced and so you know so long as you've been following along um it's fine but if like if this was someone's first fast and furious movie ever i could easily see it being overwhelming
1: (laughs) oh sure
0: yeah definitely If you follow along, which is the key phrase, both this franchise and the Avengers, like the, the MCU, do a better job, I think, than most franchises in terms of, like... Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah.
0: Building things up. Because a lot... You know, I'm watching the Friday the 13th movies now, and, like, it's a different... It's 30 years ago or whatever. But, like, each movie is basically an entire new cast of characters because they all wind up dead, essentially, right? And yeah. so, like, that's a different thing altogether. But they're not even trying to do this. Like, they might have one character carry over or whatever. But this is... There's so much like foundational work that you need to do just to have things make sense. Yeah. And even if it's not done like really well, the fact that it's done well at all, that like the casual fan who's like seen some of the movies can like follow along, it's like, oh, that's kind of impressive. Yeah. Other than it being too long and just Dom and Vin in general what did you not like about this movie what do you think could have been better given what this movie is what this movie has to do and everything what would you have changed if you were in terms of you know structurally or narratively or plot-wise or whatever is there Cut anything on glaring
1: some of the meta here? stuff would you yeah. have yeah what?
2: i think i think the metaness got a little too heavy-handed for me and you know i'm speaking as someone who works <laughs> who worked on deadpool comics Which, you know, take that as you will. Sure. Oh my god, we can't die. Stuff at the beginning with the minefield and, like, everything else going on was fun and cute. Okay. It got rubbed on a little thick at the end with the rocket stuff in space where, like, they can survive and all of that is fine. Just don't, like, tell us you survived without it. You know what I mean? Like, like, no, we witnessed you guys surviving and nothing bad happened. You don't need to then bring it up again that, like, see nothing bad can happen. It's like, we're in a movie, you know? I mean, it's
0: it's the Twitter meme. It's like, tell us you're invincible without telling us you're invincible. It's like, oh, they went to space and came back without dying. It's like, we don't have to put a a hat on a hat, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right. Exactly, yeah. And like, you know, Charlize Theron's monologue, which I think she delivered as best she possibly could. (laughs) But her whole monologue of like, oh, if we were in a movie, this would be the part where the heroes, you know? And I'm just like, oh my God, I want to die. Like, (laughs) (laughs) i think it's like when you're writing it you think you're being clever but like in reality like it's it's not it's it's just cheesy
0: i just want to i just want to re academy award winner yes yes, yes, her character specifically while we're on the topic i feel like we haven't talked about cypher in a couple of these episodes like her, she is the biggest problem I have with these movies now because in eight, I wasn't crazy about her. And i talked about this before. And then nine, when she's coming back, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm on cool. board. But like now, yes. just again, like what they're giving her to do, how they're using her character. Clearly she's going to come back again. But like, come on, like, give me something. Oh yeah. She's so cool and, and intimidating. And like,
2: and like, I think the performance she's giving is interesting and has a lot of nuance, but they give her nothing. <laughs>
1: But I always argue that that's, like, part of the character, that she's, like, mysterious. But we need, like, at this point, we need cipher flashbacks, right? Like, we need, like, little girl cipher flashbacks. Just, just
2: something with depth. Like, she's just, I don't know. Like, she feels, you know how there's Manic Pixie Dream Girl, right? Like, yeah. she feels like like the super villain version of that, where it's all surface level. And there's no depth. Like, what is she, like, she's smart, and she knows she's smarter than everyone else, and so she wants to just be smart and prove to the world how smart she is. Like, it's, like, it's literally that. That is literally her character.
0: (laughs) What did you think of her haircut here? Step up or step down from the white girl braids?
2: I loved it. Okay. I loved it. I hated the gone with 60 seconds look. It didn't work for Angelina, yeah. and it certainly doesn't work for Charlize.
0: I think Angelina pulled it off better than... I mean, they're both beautiful women that, you know, could probably rock most hairstyles. I think it worked better for Sway than I Cypher, agree. but it's it's not a good look.
1: They knew it wasn't a good look, but it was more of like an homage to Sway in sure. in 60 Seconds. So in that case, I'm like, I'm not... As mad about it as I would be if it was like an actual choice for a character, because it's like, okay, we know what you're doing, right? So that makes sense.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think, I mean, like, I'm, I'm with you, Joey. I think Charlize is amazing, and I would watch anything with her in it. But yeah, give her they're, something. They're, give her <laughs> something, man. No, you're a puppet with a hand up its ass. Like, really? really? How would you like the
1: Star Wars? How do you like the Star Wars references?
2: I liked the whole like oh, he's a terrorist who thinks he's Luke Skywalker. You know, like, I like all of that. And I, like, I liked where they were going with it. I just, again, I wish it had a bigger impact than just, no, this is a clever little punchline.
0: So here's a question that we've talked about that I think you might have an interesting, possibly an interesting perspective on that in Hobbs and Shaw, if you'll remember, which I assume you will not. So I'm going to recap it anyway. Okay. They make like three or four different references throughout the movie peppered about Game of Thrones. And then because that was in the in the height of like the final season yeah. or whatever. And they're like, we yeah. need to talk about Game of Thrones because everybody's talking about Game of Thrones. And then here there's like three or four Star Wars references. And I do think that those are two things that are going to stick around culturally forever for, you know, for, for the foreseeable future. Obviously, Star Wars has been around much longer than Game of Thrones but do, do you think one did it better than the other is that the kind of thing that you mind in general when like pop culture references other pop culture that is unconnected other than like hey we watch those same movies like what what's your take on like that i guess that's another element of the meta thing you were saying before
2: yeah i i think um it's something actually i encounter a lot of in my in my day job um because you know writers like like when hamilton was the thing Yes. I, I, like every comic writer was writing a Hamilton reference. Like I got like six scripts within one month that had, like, a Hamilton reference, and, like, I love Hamilton, don't get me wrong, but really? Like, (laughs) you know? Because, like, by the time these things come out, like, you don't know if this is gonna be a thing anymore.
1: It's gonna be kind of dated, yeah. That's Yeah,
2: and, like, Star Wars, I don't mind, because Star Wars has been around for, like, going on 50 years. Mm -hmm. You know, like, this is very much ingrained in our culture. This is a staple. It's not going away. Game of Thrones, I think, is close to that i don't i i don't think i mind it because again it's something that has been around for a decade but we'll get things where like i've had things where people will like specifically reference like bojack horseman or like family guy or something and i'm just like i don't know i feel like that's a little too it takes me out of you know what's going on
0: because it firmly dates this thing into if not a year but like an era exactly
2: exactly yeah and if it's if it's a cultural staple if it's a classic you know like James Bond not going away it's been around for 50 years it's going to be around for you know yep. Good point. Um, 50 more it's not going away that Batman you know you want to reference Batman Spider-Man any of that stuff they've they're going on a century now you know I think you just have to be mindful of what you choose and then beyond that you have to be mindful of how many you do within you know the film as a whole habson shot was like a self-aware thing where they're doing it a couple times and they know they're doing it a couple times and so that's part of the joke but like it's a thing even in star wars working in star wars comics they don't let us quote the movies or you get like one movie quote you can't say oh i've got a bad feeling about this and it's a trap
1: and (laughs) you know
2: i'm you can't say all of that stuff within you know the same 20 page comic because then it's too self-aware
1: yeah. Makes sense. And I,
0: I, you know, I'm reading right now, because I'm, I'm re-watching all of David Lynch's movies, and I'm reading this book of interviews he gave this guy, and they talk about Wild at Heart, because Wild at Heart multiple times references The Wizard of Oz. The interviewer asked him, like, what is this about? And David Lynch just likes Wizard of Oz, but he sees Sailor and Lula, the main characters, Nicolas Cage and Laura Dern, as, like, characters who could embody, so passionately believe in a fairy tale, and they couldn't kind of make that real. Like, use that as a driving force for them. So then later in the movie... When they're at this, like, random kind of sketchy place and another dude references Toto, it, like, gets – and this is – I didn't pick up on this, but this is David Lynch's explanation, which makes sense. He's just doing his own thing, but, like, he's tapping into a wavelength that they, like, kind of believe in and, like, it kind of ah. shakes them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I can see that – like, I think that's kind of a fascinating way to look at it. Regardless, but I think here, you know, Otto earlier in the movie is like, get me a freaking X Wing or whatever, right? Yeah. And then, like, later, a couple scenes later, that's when he has the conversation with Charlize, I think. And that's when they're like, I'm Luke freaking Skywalker. And she's like, no, you're Yoda. But Otto's not our main character. Like, if somehow, like, if Dom had, like, compared all this to, like, he is he's the Han Solo or whatever, and well, then someone he meets is like, oh, yeah, but no, you're Yoda. Like, if it's somebody else, but, like, I don't give a shit about Otto. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just, it becomes, like, Otto's narrative, which is, like, who cares?
2: Yeah, there's that, but also if they made it part of Otto's narrative much earlier, rather than just a casual throwaway, get me an X-Wing. Like, if it's a thing where, like he is calling his team like the stormtroopers or death star- like if part of his ah. core identity is that he you know whatever is a star wars super fan and in some way shape or form or truly views himself as what he's doing as the rebel alliance and and they're out to you know do whatever blah 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 you know if if that's something that we see as his core identity right from go Right? And then later, Charlize is just like, you're not Luke, you're Yoda with a hand up his ass. Like, then it works.
1: Then it hits. Yeah, it's way better that way, actually.
2: But this is just like a weird opportunity. You know, like, this this strikes me as, like, the writer had this idea for all Yoda... People think Yoda's so cool, but he's just a puppet with a hand up his ass, right? That that. And then you
1: write the joke around it.
2: Exactly. Like, it, it felt to me like this is something that they thought was clever and wanted a spot to put it, and this was the spot to put it.
0: Yeah. Which is understandable, but also un- uh, unfortunate, right? Yes. Like, it's just, I get what you're doing, but, you know,
1: I don't know. That was, like, the first writing thing that we have said because like a lot of ways that I um, pitch this to people that haven't seen it yet that are fans of the Fast and Furious is like, I don't think that there's anything that I could have done better in this movie. Heather, that was like the first thing I heard that I was like, that would have worked way better.
2: Well, this is my job.
1: <laughs> I, I know, I was just saying, but it's, like, it was, literally, like virtual... literally
2: what I get paid to do, so thank you.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. It was like, like, that was really, like, oh, yeah, dude, like, we could have really, like, that would have really hit much better and wouldn't have just seemed like a throwaway joke mm-hmm. if we would have just, like, made Otto a Star Wars fan from the jump.
0: But, like, also, he's not, like, he's not on screen enough to, like, really do That's that. That's true.
2: Well, if, you, if, so, well, you have this whole sequence, right, where you go into his embassy and his country and his house, like... Literally just have Star Wars shit here. Oh, you like my collection? Oh, this is this you know, be a fucking anything, rich yeah. snobby prick, right? Like Dom can laugh at the stuff, whatever, like whatever you wanna do. But but there's so much you can do visually without saying anything. Sure, that, yeah. Like telegraphs to the to the viewer, um and like again, this just felt like I think this is funny and I'm gonna put it in there.
0: Yep. Joe, do you have any other thoughts, any other notes that we did not cover yesterday on the uh
1: no, I was paying attention a lot to the new scenes when I was watching it this time. So like that's what that's what I was just trying to keep track of in my brain and trying to figure out like we said to West today in our chat whether or not the scenes were were actually new or not new or right. yeah. if there was a new line or not so I was I was mostly focused on that
0: I mean Heather you know that you picked up on every minor subtle minor difference between the movie that you saw oh
2: 100% yes totally I, I kept like second guessing myself throughout I was like is this a new I don't know is this I don't know and then I stopped caring so
1: <laughs> much better way to do it but like even us that have seen it like four or five times in a row now since it came out like on a consistent basis when we were watching the director's cut I just kept being like is that a new line I can't tell like I remember the next one but not this one so uh, there was a lot of like extended scenes that were happening so
2: yeah I figured it was that I figured it was like oh this moment is just longer oh we're gonna like see three more cards blow
1: up instead of too. I don't even think it was action stuff At least no. Joey and I didn't catch new no, action stuff No, because
0: I already, you know, even in all, in all the movies And this one already too, like I kind of zone Not zone out of the action, but I don't I'm not hyper aware of the action But here, like, Letty and Mia going to Han's garage was new
2: Yeah That was new. I thought that was new. Yeah. Okay. I feel better.
0: When Dom calls Mia to pick up the kid at the beginning of the movie, that's new. And then there's like longer versions of like the flashback is a little bit longer. There's a longer thing where Jacob is referencing like past villains. But like there's two, I think there's really kind of two. Oh, and also in the. Yeah, Dom Calls Baby Brian is new, and then Roman Find That Room Full of Cash is new, too. There's some stuff there in the hideout. Which I think
1: uh, is the gif that you posted, by the way. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That was another one that I was like, I'm pretty sure this is new, too. Yeah. Okay, cool. I feel better, then. I actually did.
1: (laughs) You caught the main new scenes.
2: Yeah. Okay, cool. See, I pay attention.
0: Yeah. Anything else that you want to mention? Anything else you want to comment on? Anything you loved or hated or anything in between? Or do you want to play the... Twitter game.
2: No, the only other thing that like drives me mad with this movie, and like if I really wanted to frustrate myself, I would do another viewing and actually chart this, um, but I won't because it would only be upsetting. Is all the electromagnet stuff where the physics okay. clearly is not consistent
1: throughout <laughs> the, the film. So this is something that that is something that I was I really want to talk about the, upon this watch. There's a moment where. They Jacob driving on the other side of a building and they have the truck and Ramsey's yep. driving yep. and they turn up the magnet and Jacob's car goes through the building immediately like following that in the next action sequence. They're like, we're going to use the magnets. They drive by a building, turn up the magnet. Everything in the building comes out of the building. Right. Yep.
2: Well, also clearly none of the people have any piercings or are wearing any jewelry whatsoever. No. In this, right? Because yeah. there'd be missing fingers. But also I love how they can just aim the magnet and it gets precisely the card yeah. that they want and none of the other ones just parked <laughs> yes. on the side of the road, right? Yeah.
0: Like- or, or when they're messing with Roman. We talked, to, we talked about all this before because I like, guess it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, that's cool. Just don't think about it even a little bit. But when they turn it up so that Roman's spoon that he's yes. eating out of the bowl or whatever goes, but like, the rest of the room is untouched it's like well how
1: how is hard drives yeah, yeah anything nothing his earrings nothing. he has earrings
2: right i know yeah he has those big diamond studs nothing
0: well they do say that uh, silver silver doesn't... is not magnetic that Tej is buying knockoff shit or whatever right so yeah
2: and yeah. it drove me insane <laughs> in the movie theater and then they started they got to the scene you know in the car with that and i was like oh no here we go again <laughs>
1: Did you like the use of magnets as the like crux of their like super weaponry? I like
2: the idea of it. I think okay. I think the idea is really cool and I just I wish that it was just a little bit more consistent with the physics and they had to actually that that became an obstacle for them, you know, like okay. I wish Okay. I wish that was a thing that like Oh, we can't control this or, you know, whatever or but, you know, every everyone is vulnerable, you know, any civilian is just vulnerable to be killed in this universe and no one cares. Like
1: (laughs) earlobes ripped off. Not killed, but just earlobes ripped to shreds. Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: But they've also said, and this is something that like, we like talked about a little bit too, is that like they reference that this is like technology from the future.
2: Ta- they can time travel too. Then? Well, I think they're
0: alluding to like they're they're leaving that door open. If yeah. they want to take that route, they Aliens. can. They're not saying that it is, but it's like it's tech that shouldn't exist for fifty years.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cool, it still physically doesn't make sense
0: yeah <laughs> but again who cares you know <laughs> super me I, Direct, care, I care i care literally super <laughs> i guess so all right let's play the twitter game aka boy do we have a podcast boy do we have a podcast for you come and check out our show yeah yeah for you this is we're going the the bird app find any tweet from anybody who might be interested in the podcast and tweet at them before we do this episode's tweets, let's review last time where we had Aaron Neuwirth on talking about Tokyo Drift. Okay. I found D at DeAndra underscore V. Okay, so in Fast and Furious, the fourth movie, Mia literally says, how do you say goodbye to your only brother? Now in F9, they have another brother. I really hate continuity errors, which Heather, I feel like you and D are kindred souls. Ooh. We hate continuity errors too, I said, but we love finding them and talking about them forever. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Nothing. Mm. Joe, you found a quote tweet of that meme going around where the guy is talking to the girl at the club and she's very clearly not into it. Ooh, I love that And the thing said, okay, so Tokyo Drift actually takes place between F6 and F7. At first, we don't know if he T-boned Han. Then at the end of F6, we saw us Deckard Shaw, Owen Shaw's brother, after revenge. And then in F9, (laughs) we said, this is literally us. Boy, do we have a podcast for you? I love it. Nothing. Should have gotten something, but no.
2: Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. You get my like, Joe. Thank
1: you. Thank
0: you. Aaron found Ellen DeGeneres at The Ellen Show. Tonight, find out where Vin Diesel put his pies on hashtag Game of Games. We said, find out where Vin Diesel put his cars in Fast and Furious. Also, boy, do we have a podcast for you? Nothing. Mm. Nothing, nothing, nothing. But I have a tweet today. Heather has a tweet. Joe, I'm sure you're finding one. But Heather, please hit us with yours first. Yes. And I have the accoutrement that you want me to add.
2: Sweet. Um, Yeah, so mine is from a while ago, so hopefully people will still interact with it, but it's There's
0: no rhyme or reason for why this game does or doesn't work, so it's all equally unlikely. Who knows? So please go ahead.
2: But it's from Todd Munson at The Munson. Don't know why they called it F9, The Fast Saga when F9, they go to fucking space, was sitting right there. Um, And then he has a (laughs) picture of Ronan and Tej.
1: That's a good one. I really like it. Just they go to fucking space was right there.
2: And so my response is just say Fast and Furious Ten to Infinity be- and Beyond with a gif of Buzz and Woody flying.
0: Oh yes, yeah, so and then boy do we have a podcast yes. for you. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Love it. So now I found Ross Miller at Ross T Miller, and there's no text. It's just three pictures, and it's the cover of F9. Okay. And then there's a zoomed in picture that just says the director's cut plus original film. And then the third picture is the meme of Bong Joon Ho, the director of Parasite, with the subtitle just says, To me, that's cinema. And <laughs> 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 I say, like, Boy, do we have a podcast for you. And I'm putting the parentheses, and Bong Joon Ho, maybe? Perfect. <laughs> because I found that from somebody else that I, I saw, someone replied to him. And it just said, Marty getting ready to watch the director's cut of F9, and it's just him with 3D glasses on. So, Scorsese, so, you know, because Scorsese's all about the cinema. Okay, Joe, you sent me yours. Please hit us with it.
1: It's from Beautiful City, at Beautiful City. Should I use the cash back I've gotten on my Capital One card the last few months to buy the F9 director's cut on Blu-ray? Oh, my God. We...
0: Well she we? also responds and says, I'm gonna buy it anyway, but do I use the free money or do I save the free money? Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes.
1: But use we're using the, the first one. We're using the first one. We love credit card rewards and the director's cut of F9. We boy do we have a podcast for you. Because I do love both of those things so much. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, that that is a truly wild mashup of things that the- I never thought would cross screen. <laughs>
1: I'm all about the credit card rewards.
0: So. You are all about the credit cards. No trouble.
1: Oh, no my trouble. goodness.
0: But, Heather, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for buying this movie for now. Thank you for watching it with us. Of course. For watching it with us and joining us once again. What would you like, people? What's going on? Because you haven't been on in a little while. What has been going on in your world? New comics? What do you want people to find out about?
2: Yeah, so I'm still making comics, a lot of them. Um, and you should still buy them and read them high republic adventures and star wars adventures from idw are out now cool. pick them up um, as well as we literally just sent to print the first trade collection of uh, time before time from image um, which is a cool time travel gang comic crime comic that you can get um, and issues one through five are on sale now but the whole collection um, will be on sale next month so definitely check that out
0: very, very, very cool. Well, thank you once again for joining us. You now have a reprieve until and the new F-10 one comes, comes out. Comes you out. Have to go
1: with us. Or, or Hobbs and Shaw 2, or whatever. Oh, Hobbs and Shaw 2. I am there. Perfect. See, so whatever the next one comes out. Because I think that something that we undersell actually is going with your crew of friends. Yes. That you've watched the movies with is a much different experience yes. than you just watching the movie. Like. It's so much fun to watch them with you guys next to you, looking down the down the row as they mention Star Wars things at you. Yep. <laughs> Those kind of things make it exponentially more fun for me. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hundred percent. Yeah, but
0: officially, Heather, sometime after April seventh, twenty twenty three, you will be coming back to talk about F ten. Like Joe said, though, there, <laughs> there might be something in between now and then because that's a lot of runway between Fast and Furious movies, even though the like, pandemic runway? messing things up, right? Like. I know that, like, things are weird, but we can't have, like, nine Marvel movies between Fast (laughs) movies. Like, I will not abide that.
1: That's true. That's true. Because we do have, like, a Marvel movie coming out, like, every two months for, like, the next, like, year and a half. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: For the next (sighs) decade. Let's be real. That's true. True. That's
1: true. Very, very true. true. Yeah.
0: Until we all get burnt out and we're like... Got to run Kevin Feige out of town or something. Ah, But
2: Shang-Chi was so good. Yes. It was.
0: I was just
1: about to say that, yeah.
2: It was so good.
0: You know what also is so good? Our movie next week, a movie I've never seen but as a patron pick, our newest patron who gets the voting rights, Michael McGann, picked, I'm pretty sure, I did a little bit of research. I can't think of one unless I'm missing it somehow. I think this is our first ever Lindsay Lohan film on the network. Oh my god, what movie? Herbie Fully Loaded. Yes!
1: (laughs) I'm excited. I, I remember Herbie the Love Bug, like, the show, right? It was a TV show when I was a kid. But, but it was, like, before even I was a kid. It was, like, in the 70s or something, right?
0: I think so. I know that there—I don't know what it is. I know that Herbie the Love Bug is a thing. It was kind Herbie... of
1: like Night Rider. Like, the car could kind of, like—it was, like, kind of had its own mind.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, this is like she's a Volkswagen bug that also races, wants to be a NASCAR racer. Maybe it's a yeah. sentient car. I don't know. It's available to stream on HBO Max. I'm excited because it's written, at least partially, well, at least, I don't know, some version of the credit, uh, to Thomas Lennon and Ben Grant, who have written, you know, they're from Reno 911 and a bunch of different oh, things. Oh, so nice. It's very funny. So cool. I don't know that this movie has the best reputation. I've never seen it, but I'm excited for that alone. So Herbie Fully Loaded coming at you next Tuesday. Too fast, too forever. So, and also, like I said in the intro, we don't have F9 again for eight more weeks or something. So, we had a little bit of a reprieve before we come back to this movie. And then, you know, back to our regularly scheduled once every four or five months or whatever for it. But, uh, we have completed officially the mini F9 Gauntlet, Joe, doing it five times since the end of June. You know
1: what? And as much as like around time four, we were like, huh, the director's cut really gave it new life. And, like, it did, it really did. Like, it made it not as bad. I think if we were to watch the regular one again. I would have been like, okay, five was too many times. But with the director's cut coming out, I was like, you know what? That was about the right amount of times. A good and of
0: genuinely, times. I have I have a mixed track record on this podcast about scheduling. Sometimes I'm really good at it. Sometimes I'm just like, why didn't I not think to do this with that? Yeah. I did not mess with it at all. Like, it just organically came up that the day after it came out on digital was the day we were recording this. So, like, it just... Yes. Ha! I, I, I would have rescheduled things because I really wanted to talk about this specifically. But, like, yep. it... I'm glad that the timing worked out because fate, et cetera, et cetera, right? One
2: so. might call it the fate of the furious. Oh. Whoa. Ho, ho,
0: ho. I don't know why I didn't call it the fate of their. They go right to fucking space. <laughs> For all things, too fast, too forever, you go to cageclub.me, <sighs> facebook.com slash too fast, too forever, or at too fast, too forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at too fast, too and our store at too fast, too Come back next week for Herbie Fully Loaded. Check out all, I don't know, 10 or 11 episodes that Heather's been on. We had a yeah, whole debrief and we had an interview. So lots of Heather on here. Go check out her comics and everything that she mentioned before. Lots of fun stuff to do. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And that was Heather Antos. And we'll tell you all about it we we'll see you again.